What's going on? Welcome back to another episode of In the Box, man. We got a great show planned for you tonight. We have Pastor Ricky Bennett, and uh, it's been a minute. I've had twins. <laughs> been a long week, uh, but it's going to be a great show, man. We're going to be right back. Fundamentals and build blocks yeah. Turn to advice when I'm in that spot yeah. When I got questions and that's a lot Perfect time to hear from Rico in the box Whoa, what's going on, man? What's hey. happening? What's good? What's good? Hey We got, we got Pastor Ricky Bennett We got my co-host DJ Run and Run Oh, right. Hey, God bless you. What's going on, fellas? How you doing, brother? Working. <laughs> right, right. Working. And for here, here on another Friday. So before we get rolling, man, we just want to get a couple of housekeeping things out of the way. Uh, don't you guys forget uh, Music Industry Makeover every Thursday night at 9 p.m. Me, DJ Run and Run, Simone Henry. Uh, if you can't get an opportunity to go check out on SA Music as well. Uh, Ron, tell them what you got going on, bro. Yeah, definitely. Um, on the music industry makeover, we're going to have um, eventually um, Cheryl Cooley on there from Climax back in the day. And I'm looking for Mr. Um, Byron Talkbox Chambers. Also, you can check out, uh, um, subscribe to my YouTube, DJ Ronnie Ron's Top 10 Playlist on YouTube. The uh, new season is about to start later on this month, as well as Critical Dialogue podcast that we have on Tuesday nights. And go visit us on musicindustrymakeover.com. All right. So, hey, God is good. Amen. And don't forget, uh, you know, of course, this week, man, been a crazy week for me. Um, you know, my wife went into labor. I had twins. Yeah, congratulations. Uh, it's it's, it's, it's yeah. been a busy, 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 busy <laughs> week. And I got my brother on, man, Pastor Ricky Bennett. And um, but at the same time, please check out the show, Just Life, yeah. uh, this Sunday at 8 p.m. Uh, if you and and we're going to be dealing with the trail and pushing past it. Uh, if you're just now hearing about Just Life, Just Life is a, a platform or a podcast for people that suffer with depression, anxiety, you know, have a hard time struggling, man, deal with life. And we come on every Sunday, man, at 8 p.m. Uh, and so, Pastor Ricky Bennett, man, man, Ricky Rick, boy, so 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 basically, man. He was out there dropping the engine in his truck. He almost got to come on. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Mad crazy, mad crazy. What's mad up, Brandon? Crazy. Glad to have you, sis. Glad to have you. And uh, how does it feel to be a papa of twins, man? How does that feel? Well, you know, it's hey, man, it's 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 uh, it's tireless. You don't get no sleep. Exactly. Because you know? <laughs> they got they got to eat every three hours, dude. Right. On the dock. And you, you double know, tell <laughs> Bro, <You're> double timing. <laughs> Twin. Yeah. Twin. Yeah. Man, man, look at him, bro. But you know, the good thing is, man, it's a blessing. You yeah, know, Amen. and um, Amen. being able to look at a man when you when you make a human, right? And uh, my wife kept saying all through her pregnancy, man, they gonna look just like you because she wanted them to look like me. No. Like you. No. Come no. out and man, look just <laughs> like me, dude. And I, just, I, I, like me, just like me, man. And you know, so so but you know, when you know you make when you make a, a human being, man, it's uh it hits you in the heart, you know what I mean? Yeah. And uh but uh again, I'm glad to have you on Pastor Bennett, man, and 
Um, I'm glad to be man. on, man. Man, you know what I mean? It feels been... different though when you're sitting in the batter's box, because when I'm watching this, it's like a different story, but it feels a little different when you're in the batter's box, man. It, 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 it looks a little different when that ball be coming, man, 120 miles per hour. Boy. Yeah, you, you got to be ready. You ain't got the helmet on, hit you in your head. Hey, well, you know we rise up, so we keep them helmets on. You right, brand the team, no sleep, boy. No sleep with them twins, man. <laughs> uh, but hey, but, but I wanna I wanna jump in. We're gonna we're gonna deal with three things. We're gonna deal with music ministry in 2020. Mm -hmm. We're gonna deal with music production. Mm -hmm. uh, we're also gonna deal with talent development. But I, I wanna start off and and um I wanna start off, man, with the music ministry in 2020. You know, as a pastor, you're a church musician, like you know, and I always you know, I always toot your horn, man. I, I I believe, man, you 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 one of the baddest piano players in A Town in Atlanta. You modest, man. You humble about it, man. You don't really you you don't toot your own horn like that. But I say you dope. You know what yeah. I mean? <laughs> and people people think I'm dope, but now nah, yeah, you dope. Like dope, 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 oh. dope, dope. Right? Your dope, your dope is on a whole other level. And uh, <laughs> and. Uh, being a church musician. Uh, but, you know, what I want, I really wanted to have you on the show because you have a unique skill set uh, that you bring to the music space. And you have a lot of experience, you know, good experience, bad experience, and different experience. And uh, we've walked 30 years, almost 30 years together. Right. It's been, a, you know what I mean? And, um, and I know for a fact that you have a lot to share that people can glean from. Mm -hmm. uh, but I want you to I want you to share your thoughts as we start, man, with the music ministry in 2020. Music ministry, you know, crack that open. What does it mean? Why is it important? And how has it changed in 2020? Well, music, the music ministry of the church is one of the most important ministries that's in the church because music sets the tone for the entire service. Mm -hmm. it, it, it sets the tone for the, mini, the ministry of the word. Uh, it sets because it changes the mood of the people because you could come in one way and then as soon as as soon as we start ministering in music, even though your mind, you may have been in an argument before you got to church and it happens, but you argue with your wife, you argue with your husband or uh, might have had a flat tire, made a car a ticket. Anything can happen, but once you get into the atmosphere and then you begin to get into the worship and to the praise of the music, it changes the entire your entire focus on church. And it sets the stage for you to be able to receive what's coming forth, you know, from the pulpit. Because of, of, of course, the word of God is the most important thing. That's the most important thing. But we are, as musicians, we are, you know, we're given that gift by God to set the stage so that he can move. I have been to church services where the music has been on, on point so so good to preacher may not even preach. He may just step back and say, you know what? I'm going to go lay hands. I'm going to go minister because the music is actually it's actually the ebb and the flow of the service. Now, I've been doing music ministry, wow. <laughs> I'll be telling my age, but it's, you can see it with the gray in the beard. <laughs> I've, been, I've been 
I've been in music ministry hard and heavy in the church since 1996. Um, and I've and all through the years I played in different arenas. I've seen the good, I've seen the bad, I've seen the worse, and I've seen the ugly. But at the same time, the Lord has graced me to be able to, like you said, have a skill set to be able to go in. And it doesn't matter what happens. We just change the atmosphere because that's what we do as musicians. Um, today's musicians, though, that now that's that's something that's something of a whole different genre, because today's musicians now is like. Back back in the day when I started, choirs and praise teams were the thing. And it's like now, you know, choirs is phasing out, you know, unless unless it's Ricky Dillard or, you know, Donald Lawrence, of course, and, and Hezekiah Walker, they're still strong as far as the choirs is concerned. Right. Man, you got a whole new breed of praise and worship coming on the scene. And it's it's ironic because the anthems that we used to laugh at back in the day. Those things are now prevalent, and that's what's taking place in the music ministry. So it's shifted so much. And if you are a person who can't keep up with the flow, man, you'll get lost. And so, you know, you have to be, you know, you have to be in touch, in tune, first of all, with the Holy Spirit. Have to be in tune with the Holy Spirit. You have to allow the Holy Spirit to lead you and guide you, but at the same time, you got to have the ear of what's happening in the music nowadays, you know? And so that's, that's a challenge for, that's a challenge uh, for, you know, me, but I welcome the challenge because like I said, I don't want to be stuck in one place and be stagnant. I want to be able to flow with today's music. Right. But I mean, it's, it's the, today's music is a lot more complex than it was back in say 96. So right. is, is that what you mean when, when you say you have to have the ear of the music of today is, what knowing what's out there, what either what on mainstream or or just yeah. yeah, knowing what's out there as far as mainstream, listening to the radio, like like in uh, now here in in Atlanta, not talking about Atlanta, the music mark, the, the gospel music market is is okay, but uh, I had a friend of mine turn me on. It's a radio station that I listen to, that's in Orlando, down there, y'all. Yeah, and yeah, I know it. That got that station is on point, and and it's and, and and like I said, it's just you can hear fresh music as it constantly comes out, and I love it. Oh my god! And so I've I've been finding myself listening to that. As a matter of fact, when I was in the garage fixing it on my truck, that's what I'm listening to on my phone. I'm listening to that, but mm -hmm. to hear like the new artists um, do things with the music, man, it's incredible. It's incredible. Wow. I got a comment here. Kathleen said, worship and a wonderful song and music ushers in the holy presence of God. Amen. Yes. I want to say, uh, you know, hello, Mary. Glad to have you guys, man, tuned yes, in. Go ahead, and finish. Go ahead and finish, Pastor, Pastor Bennett. And, and, and it was just like the comment. She was right on point because it's hard. It's hard for me being a, a pastor, say, for example. If you don't have that music on point, and then you're trying to get up and preach, man, that's a chore because you have to, you have to get the people of God reeled in. 
because if this makes sense, a lot of times when people come to church, they're not necessarily having their mind focused on church when they get there. Right. A lot of people have a lot of distractions and you could tell because when they come in the door, sometimes it takes a while for them to even get into the atmosphere of what's really happening. Right. Certain right. cases, is, it, it, it's, it's sad to say, but a lot of times they don't get into it. You so, know? so so what I want to ask you, Pastor, hey. minute, and how, Ron, did you want to say something, Ron? No, I was just saying hi to um, Lorraine. Okay. Came in. Mm -hmm. well, hey, what's up, Lorraine? Um, when it comes to church musicians and being paid to play, because generally, you know, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's a tough one there. Yeah. When it when it comes because I, I seen, let you finish the question. <laughs> because I've seen arguments on both sides that you shouldn't be paid to play nothing at all, right? If you if you love Jesus, you should, you should you shouldn't be paid to play. You come and do freely. But now you've been I've seen you for years. I'm gonna let you talk well without dropping names, but I've seen you for years spend your time at the church right and that was your full-time job mm -hmm. and not being able to take care of your family you know mm -hmm. because the, the man of god didn't take care of you financially mm -hmm. right but all your time was spent right now if if because that was your full-time ministry that's all i did so let's talk about when it is appropriate for paying your musician mm -hmm. when is it not appropriate you know, why do so many people struggle with that? Um, you know, and then we have musicians that moonlight and play in the club. They travel with mainstream artists, mm -hmm. you know, because people feel that they shouldn't get paid, right? Mm -hmm. crack, crack that open for me, man, because we walk 30 years and we don't deal with all this kind of stuff. And But let's talk about that, man. But crack that open. Man. That's one of the largest divides in the church today one of because <clears throat> oftentimes musicians because I could speak on as musicians behalf oftentimes we're told well if you if you're a member of the church then you should be sowing a seed <laughs> into the church <laughs> by not charging for playing the piano okay <laughs> so Here's my viewpoint. I can't talk about I can't talk about anybody else, but I can speak for a lot of musicians. First, let's let's address the elephant in the room. Musicians are not really paid what they're worth. Mm -hmm. The Bible says that the workman is worthy of his hire. Okay. If you say you're hiring me as the musician of the church, right? Then if you're hiring me, you should be taking into consideration my worth. Because first of all, what a lot of church folk That's good. don't see is the work that goes on in the background. How much money that musicians are spending keeping their gear up Keyboards ain't cheap. I, I haven't bought a cheap keyboard yet. Even the used when they still are not cheap. 
you know, I just came out of my I, I just came out of my pocket with seventeen hundred dollars for a keyboard. So you don't see that. You don't see the time that's spent hours that you have to sit down and you have to learn uh, learn music. And if you were like me in my church, in the church that I was in in Augusta, we would have a choir rehearsal. The praise team, a praise, because well, I had I had a dynamic praise team. I ain't gonna lie, I had one of the baddest praise teams in the country. Not just in Augusta, not in Georgia, not Atlanta. I had the, one of the best praise teams in the country. Mm -hmm. And the majority of the music that we did was original music. So mm -hmm. she's coming in the door and saying, okay, this is what we're gonna sing tonight. Start singing and you got to, by your ear, pick all of this up, right? Not to mention you got to deal with attitudes with <laughs> people because a lot of times if I can't sing what I want to sing, how I want to sing it and the way that I want to sing it, if you're not featuring me, then I got a problem with that. So you got to deal with that attitude there. <laughs> not to mention you, a lot of times musicians have to keep everything together. You still have to have the mind of the pastor because whenever you're doing music, you got to make sure that you're doing music as it as it flows with his anointing. So you have to you have to know how to plug into the anointing of the atmosphere of the house. So you have all of these different integers going on at one time, but you only want to pay fifty dollars. <laughs> not to mention, not to mention, you got gas that you got to have in your car to get back and forth to church. And the way that we had church, whew, we we had church for well, the last <laughs> we had church for four or five hours at a time. <laughs> I mean, just being really honest, when I it, it, our praise and worship service might might have been two hours, and I know that sounds crazy. You like praise and worship two hours? Yeah, for real. And so then. Mm. What happens is, is that we still got families to support. We still got carnos to pay. We still got, we still got mortgages to pay. We still got stay, life deal to pay. Stay right there. <clears throat> don't change. Don't change. If you just not join us in the box, we got Pastor Ricky Bennett, and we're we're now talking about music ministry twenty twenty. But I want to hit this comment. Cynthia Melvin Portier, I just said she said pay them, especially if the church can't even supply the keyboard or the organ, right. etc., and then yeah. having to use their own and maintain the upkeep. Right. Defense, I thought appropriate exactly, and that in. was a good comment, right. Cynthia. That was that was very good yeah. because you have to transport. You have to go from here to there. I have to because when I buy the keyboard, I got to buy the keyboard bag. I have to buy the, I have to buy the stand, the keyboard right. stand. I got to buy the keyboard pedal. If they don't have an amplifier for the keyboard to come through. I got to buy the keyboard amplifier. So all mm -hmm. of these things are going into the budget of a musician. Right. And so then musicians are critic uh, criticized and crucified. I'm going to say both criticized and crucified because they go out into the clubs and get paid. Well, I can go out and do a two hour gig in the club and get paid $900. Mm -hmm. Two hours. But I got choir rehearsal on, on for this for this group on uh, on Tuesday. Choir rehearsal for this group on Thursday. Church service on Friday. Church service on Saturday. Church service on Sunday. Sometimes I got two or three services, and all I get is, "Thank you so much." 
$50 check. I mean, that's how it is. Now, that's not to say that that's what's happening with me, but I have experienced that. It has changed. Most most pastors now they don't they don't want to pay. They don't want to pay. But now, but the thing is, is that it's the same thing I say. You don't want to pay, but if you take away, if you take away that element from your church, what do you think is going to happen? Because a lot of times I've seen it happen. Some folk ain't really cared about the preacher. Some folk care about what's going on with praise and worship. But and now, they sit there and deal with the preacher just because they love the praise and worship. But now I want to I want to add another component to that that you oh, didn't yeah. tap in. Yeah, was you got a drummer sitting behind you, right? <laughs> right. You got a key, you, you got an accessory keyboard player sitting next to you. Right. You got a bass player sitting next to you. And a guitar player. And a guitar player sitting next to you. Right. And they are the ones that help color the music. Right. right? And right. the pastors really only want to pay from what I experienced. You'll pay the piano player mm -hmm. if he's a minister of music. You know, mm -hmm. they're trying to give you almost nothing as a salary. Mm -hmm. But you have to go working nine to five to live. Mm -hmm. Drummer, you may kick a drummer a hundred dollars, right? On the drum, maybe one twenty-five. Mm -hmm. Guitar player, you may give him seventy-five or a hundred, right? Bass player may get fifty, right? Right. But you're and offering so, ten thousand dollars, <laughs> right? So, so, so the the controversy has been because you know if you if you're in ministry if you do a music ministry full time you have to feed your family. You know what I mean? And I, for one, being from the house of God, I don't believe it's wrong to pay your people because I don't believe it's wrong for you to pay people that's bringing you something value to the table right. if you have it coming in. Right. right? If you if you don't have it coming in, obviously if you're raising a, a twenty dollar offering and you're covering the, the mortgage of the building out of your pocket, right? Then I'm you fine. can't afford you, you can't afford to pay a parent to play anything. Right. But I've been in services with you. And I know <laughs> I, I'm, I'm seeing the count, right? And I've seen we don't we don't uh, been in service. Go ahead, I, go ahead, Ron. Um, um, I've heard the argument to where okay, if an artist goes, a, a musician goes play for plays at a club or a circular artist on the right. weekend or whatever, then you know they're bringing that bringing that spirit with them or right. so, which is like okay, music is immoral; it has no feelings. Right. Okay. So yeah, you should get paid. I can see both sides of the argument, but yeah, I mean, because church is a business, you know what right. I'm saying. But if that's your only means, because some people don't work a nine to five. Right. You know, because I I had to go. It's just like how Rico was saying. I was full time in the ministry for twelve years, eleven, twelve years. Well, I didn't work a job. I was full time at a church playing. Playing Wednesday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Choir, uh, and rehearsal was on Tuesday. So you say Tuesday, Wednesday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. That's what? Five days? Mm -hmm. I, I was on. And that's all I That's all I did. And, and then, then, trying to, then trying to produce music on the side. Doing that as well. So it's like a lot of times, like how Rico said, things were tough at times, you know what I'm saying? And so that's the reason why 
when you know, whenever the Lord puts me in position where I will have my own church, one thing I'm gonna have is some satisfied musicians coming sure. from that, coming from that that place, because I understand what we go through. They don't understand what we go through. And then we constantly have to fight with ourselves saying, why am I subjecting myself to this mess? Because ain't nothing going to change, but I got to go in here and I got to do this praise and worship service. You're watching the people react. You're seeing the power of God. You're seeing this, but yet you're still sitting there frustrated. Now, and don't get me wrong, because it's not all about money. Because right. what, what helped me with that whole situation, what helped me to get through a lot of stuff is that I, I had to understand that man can't pay me like God can pay me, Amen. right? Mm -hmm. But one thing I thank God for my brother for, I thank God for Rico for, is Rico always pushed to me, know your worth. worth. Yeah. Do not allow anybody to pimp you know your worth. He wasn't like for that because what happens is, is that a lot of times we don't really know it because sometimes, especially if we come from humble beginnings, you know, you'll hear, well, you know, when you first got here, you couldn't do this, that, that, and the other. Now you like this, that, 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 and the other. And so in a way you feel kind of obligated, but in a way you feel, but in a way you're being ostracized at the same time, you feel obligated and ostracized. And so you have to know your worth because you have to understand the anointing did not come from you being in that church. That didn't happen. The only thing that happened was, is that you developed your gift by constantly working on it. And once you constantly worked on it to the point where God was able to pour into you because you have to give out so God can pour in. So right. once you start that flow of anointing, of pouring out, pouring in, pouring out, pouring in, you it had nothing to do with the atmosphere. This was something that God had for you anyway. But you had to get into a position where you can get it. That being said, you don't put your finger on somebody and try to make them feel like that you're obligated to them because this has happened. Because, no, this is a result of the gift that God has given you. So I want to jump in and say, Cynthia, Cynthia, Paul, Melvin Portier said, I always share with ministries, if you don't have the budget or not set up to pay what's being charged, or you can't offer anything consistently, work with what you have, use tracks, et cetera, until you get in a position to make it work. Now, exactly. I, I, I want to address that. Because we have a lot of pastors, man, that have champagne, they have beer, have beer have champagne ideas and beer money, right? <laughs> yeah. They have the ability to use tracks. Champagne tastes with beer pockets. Champagne yeah. tastes with beer pockets, right? They have the ability to use tracks, but they don't want to use tracks if they know you play. Right. Right? They, they they tend to offer you a lot of different things. And I think it's, this is one of those taboo things in the church. And because we are in the body of Christ, we can't talk about it, right? Mm -hmm. You know, because um, I know a lot of, I've seen a lot of ministers of music, a lot of musicians, Get mad at Jesus and lead a church because mm. they feel undervalued mm. and they feel as though, you know, that's something that's hard for them to deal with. And I think we're going to do more of these sessions because it's, it's a whole lot. We can't crack it open in an hour. Right. But I but I do. I, I thank you, man, for, for talking about it. And it's something that's very important. 
you know, because we have to win people. Right. You know what I mean? And a lot of times, man, you don't have to go to the club, man, and pay. You know, it's just the fact that you got to be in a position. Um, you have to be in a position to click up or get with the leader that know your value. Right. And and and, and there are a lot of men of God, because I've I've know a lot of them that do pay. If they have the money, they pay their musicians and they will. Because, you know, the thing is, man, when you're coming into the house of the Lord, you're coming in with a whole bunch of stuff on you through the week. You, you're worried about bills. Mm -hmm. Your marriage may not be good. Your money just may be real funny and slick. You're dealing with fam just family issues. When you step in the house of the Lord, man, and when that when when that praise team start playing, and you hear that, because we know that David uh, used to play for Saul. Saul used to be wrestling. Right. It, with, with, you know what I mean? With, with, with the evil spirits. With evil right. spirits. He would call David in to play for him. It would torture him. Yeah, and he didn't get a relief until David played. David played. So we know that a lot of us don't study our word because the ministry of music has a place. It's right. a purpose. Right. The reason it goes first is because it sets the atmosphere for the people to be able to receive when the word comes forth. I mean, you right. said that you know you got that eviction notice on your door. And although we know Jesus is, is able to, to deliver you and bring you bring you forth and help you, man, you can't focus on the word to get healing in your finances and to, and to get strategy, you know, biblically. You sit there like, man, I'm worried about getting evicted, man. On, on, on Tuesday, I can't right. really hear what you're talking about. But right. when, when those musicians are anointed, they mm -hmm. step in and all of that stuff goes away. Uh, goes away. It clears, it, it, it clears. You, for that moment in time. It's good, Cynthia. For that moment in time, you'll receive that peace. Right. You're, and then all of the chaos of what's going on in your life goes away. Then you're able to hear the voice of the Lord speak. Speak to you or give you direction or give you comfort or give you faith. You're able to hear that. But if you don't mm -hmm. have that ministry, now that's one thing I can say about where I am now. It's a totally different thing because I'm valued where, I'm, where I am. And they recognize the gift. They recognize what happens. At, by the church that I'm in now, that's a whole different story. Both of them, because I actually play for two churches right now. They sure. recognize the gift. And it's like I said there again, it's hard. It's hard being a musician when you're not appreciated. I'll put that that, I'll put it that way. Now I want to deal with something Brandon just said because we you and I both grew up in church, and I want to deal with something. She said, My bishop was old school and he was training the kids in the church that want to learn. And our minister of music now has learned and came up in the church, and he is training those behind him. He hasn't hired a outside musician in years. Now, the reason I have a problem with that is this. A lot of times, man, as a, as a pastor, your job is to get your your followers to trust you. You have to allow them, you have to get a person to, uh, uh, to trust you a lot, to allow you to cut them open. You pull their keys out because your pastor's voice will help you determine what your purpose is, right? Right. You have a lot of pastors, man, that determine those kids that are gifted or those people that are gifted and they sift 
They sent them, they keep them keys instead of taking the keys and your purpose that God is intended for you to go out into the highways and the byways. That pastor pulled those keys out of you and put a storm on you, mm-hmm. right? And pimp you, pull, keep all you, keep all your gifts, use it in the house. You can't use it outside of here. And what I think about, because I've been in ministry and we've been in ministry together, all these kids being raised up, but then the kids don't know their value because the, most of the time the pastors don't tell them their value that you really work because you play. And when I grew up, you know, all the guy kids, in, we all play multiple instruments. I play all brass instruments. I play drums and piano. Mm-hmm. But everybody in the church, if you if you got over on the musician side, most all of us was in band in school. Right. So we, we all play multiple instruments. It's right. just a but nobody never told us what our worth was because we all were dope. Right. Because we were just trained for music at a young age. Right. So the problem that I have with this, are we it's great to train kids up. But are we teaching these kids that we're raising up their worth? You know, right. you're teaching them that they can create a career with their music and don't have to they don't have to do anything to compromise how to transact so that they can eat from their gift. Because right. then, then talk about that, man. Talk about what you just said. Talk about that for me. Oh, I, I know what you're saying, Brandon. No, no, no. I, I, I know what you're saying, Brandon. I, I know you're not saying that they, they they wasn't getting paid. I just put a spin on what you were saying, not saying that you said that, but I, I wanted to deal with because in being a musician in the church, man, this is something that we all dealt with. But mm-hmm. I just want you, I want you to talk about what I just said for a second. Then we're going to move to the next topic. Well, it's, it's, it's just like you said. Um, you have to recognize, and that's, that's, that's a part of being a leader because with, even Jesus recognized all of the attributes of the apostles that he picked. People got to understand that Jesus just didn't walk around haphazardly picking men saying, come and follow me, come and follow me, come and follow me, come and follow me. He picked, he picked those who he knew that was going to be, a, that, that was going to do a specific thing. He knew, he knew their greatness. He knew their shortcomings. He knew what they can handle. He knew what they did, couldn't handle. That's the reason why he, he set up and said, Know ye not that I twelve I chose twelve of you and one of you is a devil. He knew who Judas was. He had yeah. a clear cut understanding. He knew what Peter was going to do because he told Peter, "Look, man, before the cock crow three times, you're going to deny me." No, oh, I'm not going to do that. Yeah, and he did it. He knew their potential. So, as being a leader in the church, it is our job to expose the gift, to expose. Your 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 potential your potentiality, but now in the midst of that, here's the greatness of a leader: you can't be so intimidated with their gift till you can't let them go. Come on with it. The whole, thing, right there. The, yeah. the whole thing about it is That's is it. that what we don't understand: the gifts are needed in different places. See, God never stood still. Even Christ, if you look at the, if you go through the, the, the four gospels, Jesus was moving. He went from here, went from here, he went from here. Now, the ultimate goal, of course, was Calvary, Jerusalem, the Calvary there. That's, we, we understand that was the ultimate goal. But Jesus moved here, 
Why? Because these folks over here needed help. These 5,000 folks need to get fed. These 4,000 folks need to get fed. He needed to meet that lady that was at the well. He needed to meet, meet the man at the pool of Bethesda. Jesus moved because his gift was needed in multiple places. So when you start holding, it's, it's, now don't get me wrong, I'm not coming against training the children in that, in, in that area. Yes, Mm -hmm. train up a child in the way that they should go so when they get older they won't depart from it like, I get that but at the same time don't hold them in that one place when their gift because what you're imparting in them they take it with them it goes where they go so if yeah. you the, 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 the spirit that spirit that you're training them up it goes with them and then but now they're able to manifest their giftings in other places so they can bring forth deliverance and change in other places. So that's why it's imperative. Yes, we train them. Yes, because we have to train them right, because all musicians ain't right now. Mm -hmm. I got a comment here. Warner says, uh, sometimes it's hard to continue ministering as an unpaid singer in church when you know they pay guest singers. Right. But you continue because you want to minister to others and you know what you bring to the service. Now, I want to deal with that. That's such a... That's that, that comment was so loaded. You you just came out of nowhere with a hurt rental truck. I'm gonna hit a hurt too. With, with a hurt rental truck, smash red yeah. right middle service. Listen, that was good. Listen, I want to deal with this. Yeah, I do too because I'm gonna deal with that too. <laughs> you you gonna? We see it all the time in ministry. Oh you my go god! And you, and you pay the guests. You value the guests, but you don't value what's in the house. Because when I take what Brandy mentioned. Right. I think about a lot of those kids being trained up because you don't want to have an outside man. You don't want to pay a musician to come in. So you use, you use, you use, use, take advantage, basically. Use. Put a lot of emphasis on use. Yeah. You use. Okay. Yeah. The gift that's in the house and you put your foot, you use. And, but when guests come. But you strangle it. You use it, but you strangle it. That was my point. Why did hit it? You hit it, and I just want to drive that point. Run. What you want to turn that before I go to the next topic? What you want to say? You anything uh, hey, to it, It's just that we just need the church need to fully explain why they do what they do and show value in the people that serve in their day in and day day out every week. All right, they need to be compensated because the church is a business. Bottom line. All right. I don't care what folks like it because the church because the pastor works for the church. It's an it's a 501c3, it's a nonprofit organization. Say, it might be 501c3, but it's still a business. Exactly. And exactly. it's a 501c3. You still got to report to the IRS. So you got to treat it as it is an entity. It is a it is a business. Yeah. May, so, you may not have to pay taxes, but it is a business. And you have to we're gonna have a part two on this hey, right I, here. Hey, hey, I might need to have you on critical dialogue Tuesday night. <laughs> I, I would love to. I would love to. <laughs> <laughs> and I, so 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 now the, let, me the, get, uh, let me get back to that, but I know we got to switch, Rico, but let me get back to that. Yeah. That that that's that's one of the most frustrating things. that causes so much church hurt. That's why we got a bunch of musicians that are in the world, started off with the church and you can hear them. 
all you got to do some of the second some of the secular music you listen to has so many church cues to it it's like <laughs> this one chick that just bit um uh, uh john p key yeah, yeah. Just, just straight straight rape them and then tried to say that ain't where you get the music from right blurred lines get get that out of here you john p key is the circle of fifths guru I know, I know, I know, I know. John music when I hear it. Period. All day. All period. Day. So the when I heard that song, I'm like, "That's John <laughs> But here's the thing, and yeah. I'm, I'm gonna say this, and we're gonna move on. That's a whole other show, bro. Go, go ahead. When you you wonder why you have these musicians that are in the in the world, in the secular world, they're out there, they're playing, they're getting paid, they're getting everything else, but still something's missing. And I, I have a, I have friends right now. Church hurt won't go back in the church if you paid them because of that mess right there. Because when you do that, you belittle them to the point where you make them feel like they have no worth and nothing, nothing. I don't care what. Nothing is like a church hurt. I don't care what nobody say. When you take a musician. And you take another musician and bring him in. You'll pay him, grand, everything else. He'll come in, soiree in. You don't even know how he's living. You don't know what he's doing. The soiree in, come in, play music, uh, have all kind of chords, all kind of this, that, that, and the other. And then you look at yours that's there faithfully opening up the church doors, praying, making there sure this is happening, making sure that the sound system is right, everything else. And then you ostracize them. You you you'll do special favors for them for the other ones that come in, but you won't even take care of your own. And then you want then you but you want them to be, you want them to have a certain level of joy when it's time for them to come forth in ministry. How can they? Because in the back of their mind, you're they're saying, I give my all and I give it from my heart because I'm not really getting paid. So I'll give it from my heart. And you mean to tell me. This is how you appreciate me. You could come in and give somebody else an appreciation, but you can't give me an appreciation and I'm your musician. Musicians don't get appreciations. They don't. So, well, they so should, but they don't. I'm, I'm, I'm glad, man, we talked that this is something, man. This is something behind the this is behind the veil talk for that we have all the time that we have in 30 years. Because we both musicians, church, and you know, we understand that. And we both go, we get people that come into our space and we try to help them and teach them how to do a lot of different things, man. You know, but until leadership change how to do certain things and things going to stay the way they are and we lose a lot of people. But I, the, the second thing, man, I really wanted to jump into, man, because you, the other unique uh, skill set you bring to the table, man, you develop talent. You've always had the, the, the knack of finding uh, being a minister of music. Uh, you've always had the knack of finding great talent. That's one of the things, man, uh, that I love as a producer, and we've seen each other do it. I like to find raw talent that nobody else wants, that nobody else acknowledges, and I like to polish it, shape it. The same stone that you've been walking over for years, you never, it was look crusty. I like to take that stone, and I like to put that, the blue to it, Mm -hmm. Flame it up mm -hmm. and make you go crazy on it. That's mm -hmm. something that I that I've always wanted to do. You do it, but 
when it comes to talent development, the problem, you know, let's talk about when you when it comes to singers, mm -hmm. because we meet a lot of talented people that have they have the potential, the raw talent, mm -hmm. but they have no guidance and no character. Right? No character. They 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 don't really know how to ascend to the next level, right? As an artist, right? And when you take them there, they spaz out, mm -hmm. get the big head, right? Or a lot of times they don't want to give up the the they don't want to give up the mediocre that they're right. in because they because the media mediocre has been all they've seen. That's it. That's their plateau. And that, that's that's good. Good. talk about that. That's good. The, 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 when I, when I do talent, when I look for talent, right? The first thing that I look for in talent is how can I put, how can I put that? I'm trying to put it in a way. I'm, I'm trying to find the word. I'm looking for longevity humbleness a longevity of humbleness now when i say a longevity of humbleness you're saying how are you putting these words together raw talent is everywhere now i'm in atlanta everybody knows in atlanta talent is a dime a dozen up here talent is under the bridge singing talent is on the street corner singing Talent is in restaurants singing. Talent is in the grocery store singing. It's everywhere. The problem, the problem with, with, with getting talent, because you got to be careful when you get it. That's why I say it's got to be that, that longevity of humbleness. You have to get a person who's going to be humble. Come on. And who can continue being humble. Even after they've ascended to, us, to to heights that's beyond their wildest imaginations, the ability to still stay humble, pliable, because no one has arrived. My brother is one of the baddest producers. Just like he talk about me, I talk about him. The baddest producers that ever touched faders, right? But the one thing that I love about him and me and him be having these arguments all the time is He's still growing. And as long as he keeps the mindset that he has to grow, he's going to continue to be great. I rate myself a four. Don't matter what. I'm always going to be a four. I'm never going to grow past but I, but I know, <laughs> I know this kid is the 15, but he rates himself a four. And the same thing with me is for when it comes down to keys. I don't think I'm, I don't think I'm that great on keys, but he thinks I'm <laughs> I learned I learned something very essential in my early years of salvation. I learned how I learned the difference between Saul and David. The difference between Saul and David, when Saul sinned, he asked Samuel to forgive him. When David sinned, he asked God to forgive him. The difference is, is that Saul was small as his own eyes until he ascended to be a king. When he ascended to be a king, he got the big head. David was small in his own eyes 
And even after he ascended to be king, he stayed small. Mm -hmm. Talent is oftentimes hidden and you have to take, and just like how Rico say, you'll walk over, walk over, walk over until you pick it up. And then you have to take a laser, just like I did do, because when diamonds come out of the earth, they're ugly. Diamonds are not beautiful from in, in their original form, but they, they take up they take a laser and they and who's ever cutting that diamond, they know how that diamond is supposed to look. Because in their mind, they're going to set this diamond into something. They're going to place it in something. So what happens is in talent development, when we see you, we you might not sound like uh, Tasha Cobbs. You you may not you may not hit notes like Tamala Man. Mm. You 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 may not you may not be. You know, a, 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 a music producer, keyboard player like Vashawn Mitchell. But there is something about you that we can recognize. Mm -hmm. that it, and, and it's just like it, how Rico said, it's a potential in you that we know you're not where you're supposed to be, but I know how to get you there. You can't get yourself there. You can't get yourself there because you don't have to. Listen. My, talk talk about that. Talk about that. Talk about that mediocre plateau, bro. Get that hit it. You brain it. Talk yeah. about it. When when I had I had a I had a moment where I had to make a change in my life. And in making that change, I had to stay with my brother for about three months. I stayed with my brother. I moved six, six six months. Six months. Six months. <clears throat> my bad. Excuse me, sir. <laughs> But I, 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 I came down and I stayed with my brother for six months. And I thought that this cat was the most evil tyrant that walked planet Earth. I thought he was. Ron, I'm serious. I thought he was the most evil cat. Mm. Like I was saying to myself, he he gets up on a daily basis to antagonize me to death on a daily basis. Every day. Don't, don't, uh, no, no, this ain't right. No, you got to do this. No, bro, you can't, you got to change. No. And I'm like, I'm doing the best that I can. No, you ain't doing the best you can. This ain't, no, this ain't it. Come on. Uh -uh. Go ahead, you got to do this. This don't sound right. Go ahead and play this. Do this, do that, do this, that. All of the time while I was with him. Mm -hmm. So when I got my own place, I was like, oh, I am so free from this Negro. <laughs> right? <laughs> and this is no lie. That was 2006, 2007. That was January 2007. I came back to him in 2012 when I first moved up here. And I had to thank him for what he did because he was developing me into the person who I am now. Now, I couldn't see that, right? Because my plateau was stifled and only went to this level and that's as far as it could go. But that's how, that's how the, the, that portion of the, my life ministry and everything else was given to me. It was given to me with that. So what he what he did was he changed my programming, changed the way I thought. Cause man, I wasn't I wasn't even the person that did a nine to five. Who me work? 
Nine to five? No, not Ricky. No. <laughs> but because I thought that the lifestyle that I was living was a grand lifestyle. It wasn't a grand lifestyle because I was still in debt. But but if your eyes are not open, if you don't have nobody cutting at the diamond, cutting off the old stuff, cutting off the bad stuff, molding you and shaping you into something that you can't see about yourself, if you don't have that, then you're walking around like you're, you're just living, you're just breathing to death. You're not living life. You're just breathing to death. And a lot of folks will walk around just breathing to death. They think that they're living, but they're not. They're not living, they're just breathing to death. And you have to have somebody to come and change your mentality first of who you are. That's number one. That's the first thing he worked on me. He worked on my self-esteem. He worked on me changing who I am because for so long I had someone, someone telling me who I was instead of me looking to myself, finding out exactly who I am. So that's the first thing he did. He changed my viewpoint on myself. The second thing he did was challenge me in the areas where he knew that I was great in. So yeah. he wouldn't let me be mediocre. Remember. He wouldn't let me be. He wouldn't let me be just this average uh, person who walks around playing keys. He wouldn't let me have that same mentality that because I was in bondage with those thoughts. And so he had to stick the keys in and unlock the sad. So, see, the thing about bondage is when you when you get used to bondage, it's easy for you to sit in it. That's, That's good. That's the reason why folk don't get delivered because they're so used to something. When it's time for them to step outside the box yeah. and do something different, they can't do it because they don't have the wherewithal to do it. That's a, man. <laughs> you have to have someone to come in and challenge your thought process. First thing you got to change is you because you can't change nothing around you okay. until you change you. So when he got me to change myself, then I started looking like, wait a minute, hold up. I am as bad as I thought I was. I can't do this. I can't do this. And all of a sudden, boom, my, my, my whole life exploded. Everything changed. But I had to have a, someone to take that diamond, cut it. So now when he sees me, he sees the finished diamond. So now when we have arguments, we have software arguments. We have hardware arguments. He's a Mac man. I'm a Windows man. We have arguments like that. Mac, we don't have them arguments like we had before because he's seen the maturity. He's seen the maturation of, of what I've went through and he sees where I am now as opposed to where I was before. That's right. Man. Hey, Pastor, you really, you were really a bringing a fire word for sure. And that's, I mean, wow. I mean, people are comfortable and, in their bondage, like you said. But look how many folks are in there. You got musicians walking around right now. That can be, that can be the next anybody. The next Brandy. great producer. Brandy Anybody. She just said your no comfort one's zone to, is your... No one's there to cut away the mess. Your comfort zone is your coffin. Your That's comfort right. zone is your coffin. Right. You know, right. I and remember... That's Rico was challenging. My comfort zone. No, he's like, no, no, you ain't gonna be like this. No. You gotta change your mentality. Get out and get a job. Stop being lazy. Get in there. Get in there. Go make a track. Go make a track now. Go in there and do... I'm, well, I'm at his house. I got my studio equipment in one side of the room. He got his studio equipment. He could be having a studio session. And he'll like, put them headphones on, go in there and make a track. You just go home and work. All right, go in there, take a bath, go in there and make a track. Now, you would think, and now he's talking to me, and I'm older than him. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> but he's talking to me like I'm, I'm a child. But at that time, I had a child mentality because I didn't know who I was. 
So he had he had to first tell show me who I am, and then once he showed me who I am, then he was able then he was able to really pour into me. And so that's artist development, finding out who you really are, and then yeah. once we get you to change your mind, once you change your perception of yourself, then that's when you can make leaps and strides. But then once you do that, stay humble, stay yeah. humble. Don't but make wanna... leaps and strides, and then all of a sudden get your chest so swollen that you can't see your eyes, and then. Great as your fall because you got too high and mighty. But now listen, pride. I remember when you would not, you you didn't have no equipment, hardly. None. This joke got way more equipment than me. What? Right? <laughs> what? Here, I, I buy I buy a piece of gear fast, like oh, wow. That joke will hit at light speed and have <laughs> two, three versions of the same joint. Like, right. Spirit of monster. But yeah. but this is the point that I'm making. Why I think it's very important, man, that you mention that. You your whole life changed, right? You know, you 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 buy equipment almost at the snap of your fingers. Mm-hmm. When you, I want, you, you you money is not an issue for you. No, it's not. Going from being on in poverty, right? Impoverished. Impoverished and wow. in poverty. <laughs> <laughs> Impoverished in poverty. Right, money is not an obstacle because God, God is good. <laughs> God is good. God. The Lord, the Lord God, changed. God is good, but the He Lord, gives you people for your life. And he changed your mind. I'm not right. me. He just He just used me to re, to reprogram your mind. Wipe re- your hard drive. Reformat the hard drive. Reformat <laughs> the hard drive, and learn all new information. And to, cr- to clear your perspective. Right. See, talent development is more than you doing a song. Right. Right. Talent development is mental. Right. Because right. I, I meet a lot of artists, they think they sound good, but that junk is trash. Right. <laughs> right. And it's the producer is trash. Because they're, they're singing is trash. They, you they, have, if, 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 if I got to overprocess all of your vocals with auto tune, you trash. <laughs> but you know, to that point, reason why, because church folks have been lying to them all this time. Oh, baby, you sound good. Go ahead. You just hey, they're trying to keep you on the praise team because they don't want you because they don't want to pay nobody. <laughs> so, 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 so I want, I want, I want to hear something. When you hear a track that sounds, dated, when I tell you that track sounds dated, yes. Tell me, and when I tell you, Ricky, if you play a track for me and I say, "Man, that sounds dated," and you just bought a brand new keyboard, can you buy a brand new keyboard and make dated tracks? Totally, just yeah. Talk about, talk about that for a minute. How, how's it that you can do that? You what is brand, what is sounding dated? Brand new keyboard. You no, no, stop. Hold up. Before you answer that question, what is being dated, and what? How do you prevent from being made dated, and yeah. what separates a well-seasoned professional producer with an old keyboard and old sounds that they know how to use versus somebody has a brand new? Because I know cats got million-dollar studios can't touch us, right? That's the sound dated. But but talk but talk about that. I want you to talk about that. And it's, it is real simple. You you have to be able to you have to be able to move. Like I was saying before, God moves. God never wanted the children of Israel to sit still. So he 
So every time they got every time they got comfortable, we took <coughs> a pillar and a pillar cloud and moved it. So we got to move. And they got comfortable with it, he moved it. So you have to keep up with with the with today's time, the today's music, today's sound. You can't you can't use the same you can't you can't have the same sound that you had back in the 80s. And you got it here and it's dated. He gets on me all the time. Now I, I I'll make a track and he'll listen to it and all the time and so kind of so kind of like I'm trying to you know keep up with the Joneses and don't really put Bridges in because I feel like Bridges is like uh he'll tell me all the time, bruh, that's fine. Go write me a bridge because you know you're the king of bridges. Want to do no bridge, Rico? But his ear is to the ground in the industry for today. So because his ear is to the ground, I have to I have to acknowledge that and sit down and go try to find a bridge because it's something about what he's hearing that says this needs a bridge. Why? Because I, I can still make a 2017 beat with no bridge, but that don't mean that it's relevant for 2020. So, so what happens is, is that he's constantly challenging my thinking to, to, to make me say, this is what you got to do. This man probably watched more, more YouTube than I ever watched. But I, but now I found myself watching it. I found myself sitting down looking at certain, uh, looking at different uh, producers, looking at how they do things. Why? Because I want my sound to be relevant. Now, I tell him all the time, I don't make church music. I don't. And I, and, and 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 you and, and I know a lot of people that's watching may say, "Oh, wait a minute! How are you saying you're a pastor and you don't make church music?" I don't make church music because I'm not at the church. Folks is already in the church. I'm at the world. So it, it's hard for you to get, I've had my shell ups and downs, bumping through some 15s in the back of a Mustang. They don't even get what you just said. <laughs> so you're not going to draw any, Paul said I become all things that I may gain some. So what I'm doing is, is I'm trying to make sure, I'm not trying to, I'm, when you get to church, Fred, can, Fred, Kirk, uh, Vashon, uh, Tasha, uh, Jacqueline, they can minister to you once you get to church. I'm trying to get you out the street to the church. So the kind of music I'm making, I'm trying to make some music that sounds just like what you're listening to, but just like they be putting them, them, them underground tones in them, I'm putting Jesus in you. But, but, that's, but you have to, but in order to do that, you got to stay relevant. So I can't be trying to play an EPMD beat nowadays. Uh, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I got to get Drake. I got to get into Drake sound. I can't keep uh, being. So when he says it's dated, it's not that he's saying it's it's a bad track. It's like no, but you got to have some kind of element that's going to 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 bring it in today's. In other words, music is a language. So you got to change the language. Language. When you when you get off when you get off into Puerto Rico, and you get in the middle, and when you get down in the hood of Puerto Rico, try talking English and see how far you're gonna get. You have to change your dialect because in order for you to communicate, you got to change your dialect. That's good. When he said it's dated, you got to change your dialect. The way that you are doing music, you got to change it up. 
That's the reason why being a producer is frustrating because every time I think I've reached the plateau, I'm out here buying something else. And so my wife is like, why is another box showing up at the front door? I'm trying to keep up with the times, baby. <laughs> because you got a bunch of people, just like he said, multi-million dollar studios. Got it going on. Pro Tools here. All of that everywhere. Got, got all kind of plugins, everything else. Got four, five different keyboards. Oh, it looked like mine, basically. Because if Can't I was bust. spinning this Can't picture bust. around and just show the inside of here, it looked like mine. But it's, Can't bust a great. Can't bust a great. But you put this one here, you can put this one here on the inside of the keyboard with a MoFat with Studio One and, and a machine and and that's all you need in a set of Behringer's. He good. He'll come out with a headbanger. Wow. Because he he's constantly listening. He's constantly trying to find out what's going on. We are saying the, 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 the Bible told us, told us to be wisest Wise as serpents, but harmless as doves. Yeah, we got to be wise. We have to get music has got to get radical Amen. in order for us to begin to gain people. This whole COVID environment, <coughs> this was this this was a trap for the church. Everybody be like, "What? This was a trap." This COVID nineteen virus is a trap for the church. You want to know why? Some folk ain't got a relationship with God. Right. That's why they can't do nothing. So now, can you have a relationship out of the confines of the church? I'm making music. I'm banging. I'm sitting at the house. I ain't got to go. I, 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 when I go to work, I literally do this. And I'm at work. <laughs> Every day. So when I get through at work and turn that off, guess what? I'm facing these, these monitors here. Why? Because I'm trying to do something different. Amen. That's what it's going to take. In order for us to get these young people, in order for us to get those that are lost, in order for us to reach out and go get others, we have to become radical. And when you become radical, you can't be dated and be radical. You have to you have to move with the time. God is still moving. God so, is constantly moving. So so I, I thought that was very important, man. And we're going to we're going to I'm going to have you back, man. And and we're going to I'll probably I'll probably. I'll probably add another segment onto in the box, man, a talent development segment specifically. Um, you know, we may do 30 minutes, one part, another 30 minutes talent development, because I think that's something that a lot of artists, man, really don't understand when you, when what that's one of the things that major labels brought to the table was, you know, what they pick you up from your mama house and they saw that raw potential in you, hmm. you know, you know, and, they take you and they put you in the studio with their producers. And I remember my mm -hmm. first, my first time, and I want to tell this story because I think this story changed somebody's life. Because I was the biggest dummy. The biggest, my mom would say, you the biggest that God ever blew breath in, right? <laughs> and I, I was 20-something years old and I got my first deal. I was I, and it was it was the guy who offered me the deal. His name was Flash. He he actually had the, the multi platinum group Daisy uh, Daisy Duke, uh, Deuce, and mm -hmm. I after hearing me, you know, he wanted to put me in the studio with his producers. He sounded with that most fat. And I and I and I say your producers like now I got you know, do my own like you know. And he said again, 
Now here, because most times you have to get a meeting or you have to go through, and it was Flash. You remember Flash Garden in Augusta? So yeah, uh, you have to get a meeting before you get an opportunity. And I had this attitude, but I was at a mediocre plateau. I I had great potential. Yeah. And here was a door that was opening. And he kept saying, you know, I want to put you in the store. Now, in my mind, because I'm so stuck with myself, <laughs> in, in, in my mind, I didn't realize when he said his producers, we talk about multi-platinum producers, right? Mm-hmm. You talking about cats don't want Grammys. Right. And it did compute in my mind because I still wanted to do it my way. Right. And usually they, they tell you to get on. And again, he put his arms around me. He said, understand something. I'm giving you an opportunity. I'm going to put you in the studio with my producers. I'm spending my money on you. Right. So it's going to be my way. And I'm going to give you a career in music. Give you and a I'm going to give you a career in music. Mm-hmm. Me being so stuck on myself, thinking I'm going to jump. <laughs> I, I got the way that I want to do it. I, I pretty much, man, walked away. And it, I didn't get, you know, and he just kind of looked at me when I was walking. It, it was like the Lord played back so I could see the face, the facial expression. He looked at me, you know, this guy, this little kid is just, just he, don't under, he don't get it. But my point was this. It took me 20 years later to replay that conversation because I had to grow up and I had mature. Mm-hmm. You have to have someone to pour into you, right? Very few people, even the dopest artists, that was born with a voice from a kid, somebody had to come and shape them into the That's artist right. that you hear. Right. That's right. Somebody right. had to pull it, put a microphone in front of them, or they had to put them in front of a microphone. Mm-hmm. Somebody had to sit at that control desk, mm-hmm. right? Somebody had to grab music because the artists that you hear most times didn't do it on their own, right? Right, exactly. exactly. And that's and that's why the talent development is so important. And that's why, as a, in the body of Christ, our music sound mediocre a lot of times because we don't believe in talent development. We nope. just want to start running. Exactly. We don't want to get developed. Because they say, as long as I got King Jesus, I don't need nobody else. So, you know, <laughs> I don't need nobody else. Hey. Now, listen. <laughs> well, I'm, 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 I've learned something in, 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 in my time here on earth. And that 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 is you want to surround yourself with people that are greater than you. Yes. Because yeah. if you don't, if you, if, if you, Surround yourself with people that are on your level. You'll be like chickens. You'll never fly. That's good. The minute that you surround yourself with people that are greater than you, it causes you to have a greater mentality. Now watch this. So then when you get to their level, then you need to go find someone that's greater than them. Because the key is, is constantly never settling for less. One thing I learned about God, and, 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 and this is one of the most important things that's in my life right now. One thing I learned about God, 
there is no cap on God. So yeah. since there's no cap on God, because the only way that God stopped the, uh, the folks who were building the Tower of Babel from getting to heaven is he confused their language. So I had to sit back and look at that for a minute and say, wow, God, you mean to tell me them folks was going to build a They were going to literally build a tower to heaven. straight to heaven. And they would have done it, the Bible said. Done it. They would have done it. Yep. But God okay. said, no, I'm a confused. Mm -hmm. Now, right. what that showed me, gentlemen, is the potential of man. Because God yeah. gave us such a potential. Come on. Come on. The reason why we don't walk on water is we're not experimenting enough to find out how Christ did it. Now, it's not to say that the power is not in us. It is. But because if you look at the, what the scripture says, it says now unto him that's able to do exceeding and abundantly. abundantly Above all, above all, all, all we ask all of them verbs exceeding abundantly above all that we ask or think. But then here's the mm -hmm. kicker: it's according to the power that works that works in you. Well, Amen. if you never wake up the power, how you gonna know what's inside you? Mm. The only way that you're going to be able to wake up the power is you need to get around somebody that's operating in that power greater than you are. So it helps you get up to the next plateau. Then you find somebody else greater, find somebody else greater. But in the midst of that, you are establishing relationships that right. you may have to come back to sometime in your This man be y'all be preaching this. Every time y'all get on here, develop a relationship because no man, Daryl Reeves was the only man that was on the island. If anybody don't know who Daryl Reeves is, he was the cornerback for the New York Jets. They say anytime that you were out there with him, you was on the island. There is Reeves Island. That's fine. Be on the island. But you're going to need somebody in this industry now. Now, I'm, I'm not taking away from you having your own personal time, personal relationship and being who you are and your personal best because you don't want to be a copycat neither. No. I met Fred Hammond in, 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 in This Is It uh, in here in Atlanta. He was here with his wife because, you know, he got a place here in Atlanta. I met Fred Hammond and and he was eating. This, this Is It is one of the big barbecue places down here in, in Atlanta. And I, and I was in there with him and I sat down and I looked at him. He said, bro, you could come over and talk to me. And I said, man, I love everything that you do. But I asked him a question because I was trying to be Solomon, right? I said, tell me what is it going to take for you to really make it in the gospel music industry? You know what he told me? Be yourself. He said, create your own. He said, don't try to make music like me. He said, make your own music. And he said, get around people who are doing what you like and you fit your gift in. That's why the Bible says your room, your gift will make room for you and bring you before great men. You get into a place where you can get, you take your gift and plug it in. I, man, I, I had the opportunity to be with Donald McClurkin because this man right here, I've been in the company of some folks. But I was I allowed my gift to come from I'm 
petrified. I'm sitting there shaking. I'm, I don't even know how to pull up a keyboard up and everything else. He said, dude, Ricky, you know how to play. Stop, stop, stop that. Play. Let the let God guide you. Let the anointing guide you. And I was playing. But like I said, you have to let your gift make room for you. Plug in. Do what you're supposed to do. Be yourself. But put you around. Find somebody great. That's why I hang out with this big head joker here. He's greater than me. I'm trying to be where he is. <laughs> I, 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 I'm, I'm, I'm good. I'm good where I'm at. And, and mixing the mess, I I could get a hall pass, but this that nigga wrote out. So that's why I'm always constantly in his, his company, always trying to find out what he's doing. Because I'm trying to get where he at. And once you get there, don't get satisfied. Find another place. And again, I rate myself a four. I never, ever go past a four. And, okay. the, and the reason I do that. So I don't ever get the big head. Right. And that's the reason I can sit down and watch tutorials. I can look at other producers. I can watch, I can watch Love other it. teachers. Don't Love look it. at it. And and I can learn and right. I can branch and I and I stay relevant. Right. And so we're gonna have this this talk, man. We ran a little over, man, but it was a much needed it was good, very good. It was a much needed segment. Um, but I want to do one thing before we go. We went over 30 minutes with a special segment, and plus, man, I had twins and I was out, and y'all ain't seen him talk to my mouth. So I so 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 cool. We had extra 20 minutes or so. We're gonna do this game called 10, Ricky, to where <laughs> I'm gonna ask you either or you have to give an answer. You can't think about it. Okay, right? You can't okay. cheat, it's cheating, right? Okay, you gotta tell me what comes to your mind, right? Okay. All right. All right. Ice Cube or John Singleton? Gangster. No, you can't you can't think, bro. What's, what's wrong? Oh, gangster. <laughs> Ice Cube or John Singleton? Oh, Ice Cube. Power or Empire? Power. <laughs> Nike Power. or Nike or Adidas? Nike, man. Come on. Jordans. That's all I did. Nike. All in the name of love, or love don't need a name. Love don't need a name. <laughs> 120 million with five years to live or seventy five thousand dollars with twenty years to live. Seventy five thousand with twenty. College education or trade school? College. Malcolm X or Martin Luther King? Malcolm X. Xbox One or PS4? Ah! PS4, bro. PS4, PS4. <laughs> yeah. Grand Theft Auto, MBK 2K20. Grand Theft Auto all day. <laughs> Fried chicken or pork chop? Fried chicken, but you eat six of the pork chop. You eat it anyway. Hey, listen. <laughs> listen, you guys, man, are just, if you just kind of tuned in, you called, man. If you missed it, you was working, you only called half of them. Go hit that replay. Got a, got a great nuggets, man. We always tell you every show, you know, you, you share, you share, uh, we share some drops and nuggets. We, a lot of times we have a format, but we don't know where, where the Lord going to take the show, what we're going to talk about. Ron, what you want to say before we get out of here, bro? I'll just say, hey, man, uh, um, Pastor, it was great meeting you. Looking forward to connecting with you as well. All right. Mm -hmm. and, and those out there watching, you know, hey, re remember, you matter in the kingdom of God, so don't compare yourself or your ministry to anyone else. Just do what God's called you to do, and you'll be just fine. Amen. Look the last words, any last words, Ricky, before you go? I just really, like I said, I felt honored to be here 
Uh, but but to all my musicians, just keep your head up. Uh, don't don't let nothing don't let nobody tell you what your worth is. You develop your worth, and you use what God has given you, because what God has given you, He don't He didn't give anybody else. Your gift was so good that God broke the mold. So it so work on your gift. Don't worry about trying to be someone else. Be the best you that you can be. Now, with that being said, right, I want you to hang on the line, Pastor Bennett, yeah. DJ Ron, and listen, you guys, don't forget to tune in to Just Life this Sunday, 8 p.m. Uh, we're going to be dealing with, man, dealing with betrayal and getting past it. Hope you enjoyed the show. God bless. Good night.